Geeks! Hello and welcome to episode 81 of Geeks, the world's number one entertainment podcast recorded in these rooms. I'm your host, Al White, and joining me, (laughs) Justin Macaroni. Hello. (laughs) Katie Watson. Hi. Uh, How are you guys doing? I feel so far away. Uh, Yes. So isolated. Very isolated. <laughs> so, th- so those who noticed, uh, I said the word rooms and not room this time because we are in fact in different continents for the very first time ever. It took us 81 episodes to break our first rule. I think if you go all the way back to the first podcast, we lay down a bunch of ground rules. One was that we'd <laughs> never ever Skype in on a podcast. <laughs> and here we are Skyping in <laughs> on a podcast. So only 81 episodes to break that one. Um, this is like the test one. If there are any problems like will be anchor. ironing them out you cut you <laughs> uh, i'm here um, on the scene <laughs> it helps that you got your like your gaming headphones on with your little microphone just poking out katie's yeah. got the same uh we're got here at the new uh game tournament we're here at the major league games <laughs> you got important news to report on yeah. uh, i'm just naked from the waist down so this is my ideal way to podcast. knew it uh typical um I'm in the UK. I'm in rainy London where it's very cold and quite late right now. You guys are back in LA. It's very sunny, it's warm. We're having a bit of a heat wave. I'm in AC. You got another heat wave? Yeah. Well, I don't have air conditioning and I had to close all the windows and all the doors in this room because they're doing construction next door. Oh, so. that's terrible. Well, Yay. Al's in the future. Al's living in the future. Just don't. No spoilers. Don't tell me how it, how it goes down. Dinosaurs come back. I like yes! that's all I'm gonna that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Be prepared. In the next wear, nine hours. <laughs> wear dungarees and wellies, that's all I can tell you. <laughs> oh boy. Um <laughs> So, yeah, like we're gonna have some kinks on this one. We're working with some latency, uh, but we've got a better setup that's coming within uh, hopefully for next week, um, which will help. But hopefully this should be alright. Hopefully if you're listening, you won't even know and we, I didn't even need to say any of that. <laughs> or it's, it's so terrible the that they'll never hear it anyway. <laughs> Uh, i just don't want to fucking let you like an editing job where it's all completely out of time and i've just got to piece together (laughs) our long conversation (laughs) um so yeah we are going to do a fairly uh short show but we're still going to run through there's loads of shit because we missed last week uh, because i was traveling over to uk so we missed one week Uh, apologies and there's loads of stuff happened like loads of stuff Um, and i'm excited to talk about it um so because uh, I was going normally we start the podcast by saying, "Hey, what's everyone been doing?" I think it's going to fall into a lot of the stuff that we're going to be talking about in in the news, as it were. So let's just topically go through some stuff, shall we? Um, we shall. That happened. Was me eating so, my weight in cupcakes in the news? I didn't even know. That's crazy. it is. It's yes. what I did. We'll That's get amazing. There. We'll get That's there. What I did. <laughs> um, so these are not in chronological order, uh, but what happened? A uh, little film called Blade Runner twenty forty nine came out. Is that that indie film? I believe <laughs> that is that little indie movie. Has that one uh, guy in with it? That, uh, that yes, upcoming that guy. boys, Ryan Gosling's and the uh, Harrison <laughs> Chevrolet's. Um, <laughs> so, Justin, you s- <laughs> what the fuck is that? It's just Bob. Justin has a l- <laughs> Justin's got a little mustached. What are they called? Pop. Pop vinyl. Pop vinyl. Yeah. Uh, so Katie, you have you haven't seen Blade Runner twenty forty nine yet, have you? <laughs> <laughs> I have not. No, but I watched rewatched uh, the original last week. 
That's good because uh, I want to talk about the original. Justin has too many toys on his scope. Uh, Justin, you did see twenty forty nine, yeah? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. It was good. It was good. <laughs> All right, so let's pull this back a little bit. Uh, I've one of my shames. I have a list of shames of movies that I should have seen and I haven't. Blade Runner was one of them. The original Blade Runner. I'd never seen it. I had studied a couple of scenes. I can see Justin's eyes right now. He looks very disappointed. He's walking <laughs> off the show. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> I'd never seen it. I'd studied scenes from it in film school, um, and I felt like I knew it, and I was really into Ghost in the Shell, which well, is strange. That's, that's pretty cocky. Ripped everything off of Blade Runner. Did you lie in um, film school and say that you'd seen it? Yeah, I saw Blade yeah, Runner. Probably. Were you like, Loads this is my favorite part? This is my, be- this is my favorite scene. <laughs> Right here. Yeah, I think I did. I think nice. I did. I like the scene with Harrison um, Ford. <laughs> I like the one in the rain with the synth music. That was a good scene. Um, yeah, so like when I knew 24 Nimes coming out, I'm a big fan of Dennis Villeneuve. So I was really, really excited to go and see it. And then Haruka, quite rightly, because she's a big Blade Runner fan, I was going to go and see it with her. And she said, you've got to see the first Blade Runner. So I bought like that 4K box that just came out, which has all five fucking versions of the film. I think it's like, there's like a... The original cut, then the original international cut, which is different, then the director's cut, which was the main cut for a long time, um, and then there's a work print cut, which was no one was meant to see, and then the final cut, which was the one from 2007, I think it was. That's which the one is you should what watch. Most people regard, yeah, that's the one. Uh, but when I looked it up, really, the thing with the final cut is it's just like they remastered it so the sounds better, the visuals are better, like from the original print. Uh, touched up a few of the effects which normally I'm not a fan of because I consider that George Lucas in something <laughs> but they didn't do it to an abhorrent way apparently uh, so it tends to be people that like 75% of the internet say Final Cut's what you watch 25% say the director's cut is still like the purest version yeah. um, we watched the finals cut Katie you've seen it before I have but I really didn't remember the particulars of it um and I really like even when I was watching it, I did not remember the beginning, but I remembered certain characters that were in it very distinctly. It was kind of like when you watch a movie and you don't feel as though you've seen it, and then all of a sudden you start to remember exactly what's about to happen next. And that's and you and Ali sat down and wrote the director's cut, yeah. We did. And you you want to know how how we got our hands on a copy of the director's cut? <laughs> yeah, what I went way did <laughs> to a rental facility and I rented a movie. It was amazing. I highly recommend it to a friend. <clears throat> Did you have to uh, sign up? Like give your ID, sign I, up, I already had, I, it's this really cool um, film store that's actually really close to where Al filmed the cinema shots in Santa Monica. And they have all of their sections broken up by directors, which I think is really cool as well. And so I was in and I got the very last copy of anything having to do with Blade Runner and it was the director's cut. Um, and I actually had an account there from when I first moved to LA, like from <laughs> five years ago. So the guy's like, oh, your phone number is still the same, but your address. And I was like, oh yeah, we need to update that address. That's amazing. So <laughs> it was really cool. And then I, you know, got all excited and I rented a bunch of stuff. And fun. books. Rented a bunch of books. I rented some books. Did you, did you do the thing that everyone always did when you rented stuff back in the 80s and 90s, which is then you forgot to take it back? And no, it's due um, on Thursday, so I have a couple of days to forget to take them okay. back. 
it, it used to be this great um like way to the well, like because people don't remember know this now but like back in the day something would come out in vhs particularly in england about nine to 12 months after it had come out in america and it and there was no way like you then had to wait another six months before it would come out to buy but if you took it out of a rental store if you really wanted to film like a new star was without something you took it out of a rental store in vhs and then you just didn't give it back to them mm-hmm. they charged you how much it cost them which is about 120 pounds so there are like a select few films that i was just like i'm just going to eat that 120 Whoa. pounds oh, man. to own this on vhs right away um, because and and yeah and cut out that six month wait waiting gap because i just want to that was back in the days when you'd watch the same movie like 20 times whereas now it's a movie's lucky if i get the time to see it twice you know yeah that's pretty wild i could see that for something like star wars but there are very few films today that i would pay 120 dollars to it's star wars <laughs> like ewoks the yeah. movie yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah blade runner so <laughs> so i i watched the first blade runner I liked it a lot. I read it, which was a relief because otherwise people wouldn't talk to me anymore. <laughs> um, it w- but what really surprised me was that there's no action basically in that movie. Um, it's all just mood. And I actually checked the watch. It was 56 minutes into that film. And I texted you, Katie, just before you watched it. And I'd say, like, count how many minutes before the first action scene happens. Like, no one chases anyone. No one gets out a gun. Like, nothing happens uh, until 56 minutes into the movie, uh, which I really like but it's very, very rare. And I said to Haruka as we're going into 2049, I like, I bet you within the first six minutes of this movie, someone pulls out a gun on someone. Yeah. And sure enough, I think it's like, I think it's exactly six minutes into the movie, isn't it, Jess? And someone like yeah. pulls out their gun. Exactly. <laughs> well, it just but it goes was to prove the difference in styling of film from the 80s to present day. It's like, you yeah. got to get your hook in there right away for most You got to get your watchers. guns out. Yeah, exactly. That's what that <laughs> you means. You got to go guns blazing. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what the Rock thinks anyway. Uh, Justin, so did you like Twenty Forty Nine as much as the original Blade Runner, or less or more? Um, I definitely no like no spoilers. I mean, I appreciated it. Um, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good follow up um, or an expansion of the world that was created in the first one. Um, I like. Oh man, that's like a tough one. I I like this one a lot. Um, just because the world is very defining, um, if you were to break it down as to how things work or whatnot, it, it has a lot of, uh, I don't know, fill, filled it in, filled a little bit more answers in. Cause the first one, uh, I don't, I don't know if I saw like the director or the final cut. Um, there was a lot not answered or even explained why. So it's just like, uh, what? Okay. I guess. Yeah. You just have to accept it. Um, this one gave a little bit more. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, this one gives so much more like this one for me yeah. was all the plot that's missing from the first one it's all in this one and more yeah which i like for me for me like the first one is so bereft of plot it's almost bad not that the film's bad i mean but like it's almost kind of like works against the film but it just about gets away with it and in this one like they try and compensate for that so much that I feel they go to the point of like, oh, this is great. We're getting some interesting answers. And then they go beyond that to the point of like, it's too much story. <laughs> and yet it still feels yeah. like not much is going on, which is really interesting. Um, I really, really liked 2049. I had a lot of problems with it, but there were lots of stuff that I thought was excellent with it. I just felt like it needed, like there was one character in particular, I don't want to say who in it, who the female character 
in it who annoyed the crap out of me because she was basically felt like she'd walked out of Terminator 3. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. She really annoyed me. Um, and there's just some contrivances in there annoying. There's some good twists and some bad twists, but it's nearly three hours long. Like, it's a crazy long movie. Also, I think uh, there most likely will be another cut that comes out because... That movie was already two minutes or two minutes, two minutes, and 45 seconds, um, two hours <laughs> and 45 minutes in like runtime. So I think they cut out some things to still make it work because in a lot of the trailers and other things, there's different shots that they were using. So I'm like, oh man, you must've had all these alternates. And then you came to this cut yeah. for the film. Um, and yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what else there was or what was left. Yeah. Out. Cause that's a, because that's what I felt like. Villeneuve made this an arrival within a two-year space, which to me, to me, it just felt like that. To me, like, this is this is such a big, beautiful film. And when it worked, it was fucking phenomenal. But, like, it just felt like it, it needed more time just to figure out all of the elements out, you know? Yeah. Um, but I tell you what, like, Hans Zimmer, and I forget who the guy he's working with, I like Mock Hanzimmer quite a lot because he's been around for so long and just regurgitates the same themes in his music. But they did such a good job of replicating that Vangelis like themes. Yeah, um, I, I the like the uh, when, when they're at that little or where he's. This doesn't ruin anything, but when he's at that little sh- not shop like the little what is it called like the clearing where everyone kind of goes. Uh, they were buying food. This little just mm. kind of marketplace. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They used a ca- like that car engine sound. It was like. Like it was. Oh, did it really? It was. It was just like a. It sounded like cars like racing, but it wasn't. It was just like a part of the sound design. It just sounded really cool, and I was like, man, I get the atmosphere of this place. It's kind of like crazy, chaotic, and yeah, yeah. And then you could just yeah, well, yeah. See, everything. Seeing that world like build out properly because the first one it looks fantastic, but you can tell there's about two sets, and they just keep shooting them from different angles. Yeah, and this like this seeing the world built out like it is in 2049 is incredible like it's a beautiful world really beautifully shot great sound design and it really is like even if you hate 2049 it's still like it's the film ghost in the shell was trying to be and completely fell on its face yeah. <laughs> like trying to do this it was like um, they took uh all the stuff from tron and like Ghost and Shell are like, oh, you guys thought you could nail that? Well, here, here, here's how it's done yeah. properly. It was fun. I was sitting next to some people who were really into the first one, and every as soon as it started, they just started screaming like, "Yeah, Blade Runner!" <laughs> <laughs> and then whenever like names were like checked in the film, they're just going, "Deckard!" <laughs> <laughs> so excited, dude. So good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, it's not doing great though, which is surprising. It's actually bombed um, as as far as their expectations were. I think um, it's a slow. It's gonna be like a slow build up type of thing, because the people that all watch it are gonna be like, "Dude, you gotta go see it!" And then everyone's gonna go see it probably like in a couple more weeks. It'll just keep like picking up. That's what it's gonna I be think. a wind river. That's yeah. what we call them. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a wind river. <laughs> All right, uh, what also came out of the last couple of weeks is Cuphead. Uh, so this is a game exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they were like in Blade Runner. Blade Runner! Uh, this is a game <laughs> exclusive for Xbox One. It's been originally developed by a couple of brothers uh, who we met at E3 a few Just years a ago. a couple nice of people. brothers. Uh, <laughs> um, 
and yeah it was this crazy like uh what's it it's fleischer cartoon style isn't it um which is like really classic 1920s 1930s style uh music and incredible art style all hand-drawn animation i'm sure if you listen to this you've seen it and it's been long gestating because then microsoft bought them out they've never really revealed how much microsoft made them turn it into a regular game with like its platforming sections because originally it was just a boss game um but yeah it's a full-fledged thing you've kind of got three worlds much like mario you wander around with your little dude you unlock new items you attribute um, them at a time you go and fight mostly bosses and you've got a few platforming uh sections and a few flying your little biplane uh sections um and it is really fucking hard (laughs) that's a tough game uh justin yeah have you been playing cuphead yeah um my friend has it he actually won it in a little raffle thing they were holding like on twitter they're like just uh retweet this and we'll draw a winner and my friend won and i was like dude what um, but we played it at E3 when, was this, 2015 or 2016? 2015, I think, when they first announced it, mm. um, which was yeah. only boss fights, um, which was hard then. But also at the same time, since it was all hand-drawn, it was repetitive uh, patterns. So once you figure it out, you're like, oh, I could beat it by just making sure I hit these like blind spots. Yeah. Um, but now I think they added a little bit of like digital stuff. So that way it wouldn't be always, I mean, it's still repetitive in some sense, but like the loadout will come quicker or slower. So it kind of changes up like the pattern. Um, it is freaking hard. Uh, we, we were playing it on regular for a bit and then we hit a wall. Um, and we're just like, dude, we have to do it simple. And then we were playing in simple. Um, and each gun has a different amount of power to it. Like your blue gun's the strongest, of course. There's like this green one, which just like you fire and it finds the enemies, which is helpful for some levels. Um, yeah. And then you also want to change up like what your charm is. So it's like, I guess, a special thing. Uh, you could have an extra uh, life or health. Um, you can disappear when you dash which is like really helpful um in some areas where you have to there's a level where you like jump on this trampoline you have to like make it through this tent i've literally just been doing that level yeah oh yeah do you want to get the blink ability don't and you also don't have to kill some enemies sometimes you just go past them like the balloons in that don't shoot them because then you're just like yeah 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 dooming yourself which is insane um and then yeah, but, like, some of the bosses are kind of easy. Um, like, the boss that's in the car. What is it? The little bumper car. That oh. that boss. It's not that difficult right. because it's just super, like, uh, I noticed in the game, if something's coming at you or you know where it's about to spawn, it won't go the other way. It'll just keep flying. So, if it started on the left side, it's going to go right. If you just go to your left before it comes down, you're out of the uh, its mm-hmm. path. Um, but, dude, it's... It's really fun, but also really frustrating when you hit that wall and you're just like, ah, I was, I'm only halfway through. Are you playing in co-op on that? Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely difficult with co-op because then you have to wait for the other person or, you know. Yeah. I can't imagine like that. That would drive me crazy (laughs) in co-op to be honest. I, yeah, I, I'm, I don't normally play really hard games. Dark Souls is like the only ones that I enjoy doing. Um, I tell you, one thing I'm really confused with this game is because it is animated 24 frames per second, which is, you know, like high quality animation and how they used to do those cartoons. But it's outputting at like 60 frames per second, I think, when you play it. Cause it's super, super smooth. 
yeah. I don't know how that works in terms of what they're animating and then how that's like transposed to being a video game. Um, but then everyone's also like, it's it, this game's an incredible achievement. Like it looks phenomenal. And it's one of those incredibly rare games where 10, 20 years from now, it'll still look incredible because there's nothing else like it. Like it won't age it's like timeless. video games normally do. Yeah, which is fantastic. Like that's such a wonderful, special thing to do with a video game is make something that can last. Um, but also like people keep going on about like, like the enemies, the bosses have like 1,200 frames that they've drawn for each boss. And people are going, oh my god, 1,200 frames, which is a lot. It's an incredible feat. But I think people just need to respect regular animation more. Because <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, that's just like, do you know how many frames are in regular animation that you want? Even garbage animation <laughs> that you watch? Yeah. Like, it just takes a long, long time. Um, Katie, you heard a quick, you jumped into this game, you said, for like half an hour yesterday. Yeah, I played about half an hour of it. I got through the first boss person and then i realized that i'd only completed it on simple um and that i didn't nothing was <laughs> worth anything so um <laughs> i then was like oh i'll just do the next one on regular and it was the frog people and i died i think like half a dozen times and then i didn't have the energy to keep going at that time but i would definitely come back to it i really enjoyed it i love the platform i love the art style um so yeah but yeah, I think it is like it's it's like when I started playing it, yeah, I was on that first like right away that first boss, and I was immediately like, you know what, fuck this, <laughs> it's too hard it's right off hard. the bat. Like yeah. it should at least have a little bit of a lead in. And then I listen, you know, you listen to all these podcasts of people saying, well, it's incredible. Like all hard games, you know, you just gradually learn and you become better, and then you feel incredible. But I think that's just a basic thing in human nature is if you work really hard at something and then you get through it you feel amazing right. and it doesn't mean the game has to be fair <laughs> but cuphead this is the problem the more i play it the better i get at it the more i love it and the more i respect it but i'm still trying to like admit to myself there are problems with it i do think when a game is just as hard as certain elements of cuphead is it's kind of cheap um but then there are other bits in it where it's just perfectly nuanced in, in terms of well you just have to learn the ballet of that particular enemy right and how you work around it and like justin's saying just seeing those cracks in it and once you've noticed all those cracks it's actually it's pretty easy but it just takes quite a long time normally if you didn't notice those cracks in an enemy mm -hmm. um i actually find the run and gun platform in sections the hardest those drive me insane yeah. it's it's like um <clears throat> it's kind of like a puzzle game in a way too because it, each section has its own uh, uh, rhythm and you just have to figure it out. And then when you get to the next section, it's like, oh, this is how this one works. And so you'll die a bunch of times, but you'll be like, oh, okay. I, I'm starting to notice uh, the rhythm of this game. And then that's how you get through like each section. So like that tent one we were talking about with the trampoline, it's uh, if you have the dash thing, you get through it uh, really quick. But then there's this next part if I don't know if you got into it where you jump on these platforms and these balls come by and hit it yeah, and it yeah, goes yeah. down. It starts off, I think it goes bottom, middle, top, and then the when you get past like that first marker where those where these dudes are like blocking it, it goes uh top, bottom or top, middle, down and it and it just alternates. Yeah. So Once it, you've learned. Yeah. And I've always had a problem with that. I've <laughs> never liked in a game, oh you just keep doing it till you learn the level design. And I'm always like, yeah, but that's not fun for me. Like, just having to do something over and over again until you learn it. But 
I am finding it really satisfying with yeah. carpets. Because, so like, you forget. I don't know why. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, what, what, what am I doing? You're like, yeah. oh, yeah, the pattern, the pattern, the pattern. And sometimes you don't learn the pattern. You just, like, yeah. learn, okay, I should be defensive here or I should be proactive here or I should be whatever it is. Yeah. And you just kind of, like, dance your way through it yeah. and it feels really satisfying. Are you I was just playing it with Ollie last night. Run and gun. <laughs> Yes, that doesn't work very well for me. <laughs> Just run and uh, go. Fucking love it though. Like really, really great game. Um, Just Matthew what McConaughey. Else the last the is you can't touch. Came out, but I see a lot of lawbreakers out there. <laughs> he should totally. He'd be an amazing villain, like boss in Cuphead. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah, the Justice League trailer came out. The new and Justice final one. League! <laughs> Suggesting you're a DC boy, and it's very important that you're on this podcast because <laughs> I get accusations of being a Marvel fanboy all the time. Um, <laughs> I'm in a semi fight on Facebook right now with Craig about it because he thinks really? it looks incredible. Um, and for me, like, have you seen this trailer? Yeah, I've seen it. Okay, Katie, have you seen this? It's, it's the the Heroes one? The new Justice yeah, League. Yeah. So it starts yeah, off with heroes. you get to see Superman for the yeah. first time. Yeah. And he's in a field. So for, right before dreams. he me, dies. First, Precisely. Well, this is... Yeah. So yeah. this, like, the first minute of this... I've not been... Like, I've not been enjoying the Justice League trailer so far. Like, there's been moments in them that look cool. Batman on a horse in, like, the snow looked cool in the first one. Uh, Wonder Woman looks pretty cool. But the Flash, he's a character I love. Not... Don't, not convinced yet, but he's all right. Cyborg looks like garbage. I love Ezra Miller. Don't look for that face, man. Cyborg looks like fucking garbage. Come on. And Aquaman is just not to my taste. He looks so dumb. He looks like they've turned him into a surfer bro dude. And he's just like surfing enemies through buildings. He even buildings. says the, word, the term my man at one point. Like, he's like, woo. Oh, Thanks, I hate it. And, it all, this, and the CGI looks really bad. Like really, really bad. Like shockingly just weird and gray and smoky but the first minute of this trailer i love like i think the first minute's really really good and it's for me the best thing i've seen from dc since nolan left <laughs> to be honest and then and i got my ho- hopes up i was suddenly like oh my god maybe they're gonna pull this back and then the next two minutes were just garbage trash have you ever <laughs> seen a trailer before <laughs> yeah uh, no but like also uh there's been another great DC movie since Nolan. That was Batman. It's called Lego Batman, dude. Lego oh, yeah, Batman! That, that's true. Oh, Batman. <laughs> that, is a great, that is a great DC movie. Buter. So good. Uh, Jessen, I just need to know, as you're a DC boy, yes. how are you feeling now? This is the last trailer before Justice League comes out. Um, I mean, it looks, you know, better it, okay, it's definitely pulling away more from Z- Zack Snyder's Justice League because, um, yeah, I don't even know if this is, like, super known or whatever because Josh, Josh Whedon came in to finish it out or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely be tons of reshooting to fix things. Can't say which, which ones they are, but it's definitely going to have a weird blend of styles, um, which I don't know if it's actually going to play out really well. But I'm hoping uh, this one has less crazy fire backgrounds with gnarly CG debris and stuff. Um, I mean, it still does with all the aliens. But I don't know. It looks it looks all right, man. It looks like there might be something. You know, I'm not a huge fan of uh, cyborgs cyborgness. Um, I do like him in the hoodie though. He looks cool when he's like 
hoodied and just looks mysterious but then mm-hmm. you're like oh yeah you look like one of those uh do you remember those gum commercials it's like five gum or whatever and they were like robots or something <laughs> do you guys remember that it was vaguely i'm from a different country it was it was like these gum commercials where they would go and they would eat a piece and just like transformer on their body or something. Are you trying to say it looks cool because it reminds you of a gum commercial? No, no, I was, I was, saying, I was saying Cyborg looks dumb. I will agree I with was, you on that. I was going to see how long it took him to get to the point. You ruined it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was going to say it looks, Cyborg looks dumb. Well, looks, I like Ezra Miller uh, <laughs> as well, but I was going to say, I you like don't like gum, the Flash, man? So shut up. No, no. The Flash what I was is saying not flashy it, enough. Is that it? No, but it's the same. I love Ezra Miller and I love The Flash as a character. Like, my favorite DC characters are Batman and The Flash. They're the only two I really care about. Wonder Woman and Superman are okay. Cyborg and Aquaman can go fuck what themselves. What about Green Lantern, <laughs> man? I'm concerned. I mean, there's no Green yeah, Lantern. Green Lantern can definitely go cool. fuck himself. Whoa. Um, whoa. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the color green, so that's a bad start to begin with. Um, yeah, man. I can't even look at you. I just got the top of my screen just covered right now. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I, I'm just not convinced with what I've... Because all I've seen a flash in these trailers so far is, is the comedic psychic. And I don't find any of the comedy writing in these trailers funny. I don't think it's like, going to be that good because I don't really like Ben Affleck as Batman. So I love Ben Affleck as Batman. <laughs> I don't Do you want to talk about how they just basically stole the premise from an episode of Care Bears? And they're like, we all have to band <laughs> together with our yeah. own special powers and defeat the bad man. And then it's over. <laughs> and yeah. they somehow make Su- or Wonder Woman the mom. She's just totally like, okay, you guys, let's all work together. <laughs> we Wash gotta your hands. Come together. Did you brush your teeth? Now do it. It's just, yeah. yeah. I, I, I love DC stuff, but I'm just not super convinced it's going to be like a dope, awesome hit because it just doesn't no. seem to have very... I don't know. I don't know how to it put it. It doesn't like, have a great storyline. Yeah, it's it just, just doesn't really make sense as to boring I, story. I know why they get together, but it just doesn't seem really convincing that makes sense why they would. It's it's just like Batman mm. went around like there's a big threat. Uh everyone needs to band together so we all don't die. Uh Superman's dead. And everyone's like, Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, like let's uh, do it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I could tell. It's. I just. I'm so not convinced with anything they're doing whatsoever, and it just seems so pushed together. Like, and people keep coming out in defense of it in terms of well, if you look at Marvel's first four movies in the MCU, they weren't actually that. You know, they went up and down in quality. So the first four in DC, you can go up and down in quality, which I understand. But we're nearly ten years on now from when MCU started, and things have changed. So unfortunately, they're not doing this. 10 years ago they're doing it now and superhero movies like marvel have their shit together so it's like do they have their DC shit together have to come out the gate because i mean well <laughs> yes that's in they make coherent a coherent universe yeah which dc have not done at all well the, um, the actual problem and is they make entertaining movies but the actual problem is that uh dc and the the movies they don't bring on the actual uh like comic writers they don't have them in it like advising it's usually just yeah oh we're gonna write a hollywood script it's like you should bring in the writers for comic mm-hmm. books yeah. to be uh what's that word called that they do not advisors it's like uh creative consultants consultants. yeah creative consultants Whatever. yeah it's yeah well like because like brian michael bendis and people they're involved with all the marvel stuff to keep it coherent um which is really i agree with you. like it's really really important yeah. and dc like when they first brought out man of steel 
their whole statement there was we want this to fit into nolan's universe so they were trying to make man of steel like how do we make superman fit into nolan's batman and then they just change their mind and then they just change their mind again and they just keep doing that so it's just not coherent at all at least marvel you can hate their movies but they had a plan out the gate you know yeah of how to tackle this yeah i don't um, i don't know how well this is going to do because also i'm not a huge huge Zack snyder fan it a lot of the work um that came into uh the superhero movies just felt like kind of out of 300 or sin city and it's like they're not they shouldn't be in the kind of same world it should definitely be whatever the dc world is it, it's like they took the work and they're like ah source material nah we're good we're gonna just do something else um yeah kind of like death noted it in a way they death noted i like that That's don't you good. bring up yeah. death note <laughs> gosh oh but my. just to be clear though to anybody including if craig's listening and people getting pissed off at me not supporting dc DC made the best live-action comic book movies of all time with the Nolan trilogy, and they did it just before they started on this fucking journey. So they were doing it before Marvel. They could still be doing it now. I'm a huge DC supporter when they get it right, um, and in my eyes, they just haven't in a long time. And from what I've seen of these trailers, and then he'll like the color green. <laughs> I, I really, I really hope I'm wrong. Like I really do. Like I hope in a few months' time we can do our podcast on Justice League, and I love it. Yeah, I, I, I hope for the sake of you as well. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> Just <laughs> for the sure. sake of my inbox. Um, what else happened? The Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer came out now like 10 days ago yes! or whatever. Uh, we didn't get to Redemption! talk about it. <laughs> so many exciting things have happened since we last podcast. I know. Um, all right, so it was shorter than most people wanted it to be. It obviously didn't show off online. It didn't even really... It showed you a lead protagonist. And that seems to be the main consensus for people is, wow, this world looks beautiful. Can't wait to play it. The two problems people seem to have, and so I'm interested, Jessen, because we haven't talked about this yet. No. Uh, and Katie, did you watch this trailer? Oh, you I watched did. it with me, didn't you? I've watched it again so recently. The two, prom- the two problems people seem to have with it, which I kind of concur with, is number one, it's, is it really a Western when it's not set in the West? Because all they're showing is more like the Bayou regions um, and more the Midwest than the actual West. Um, going down to the south and the second is that the lead character just looks like a dick like the, they haven't shown anything empathetic with him literally He's certainly not as charismatic <laughs> as Marston uh, and while there's hints in the trailer that Marston could return like they say at one point like we need another gunman um, and they've obviously got the link to that with Dutch who carries over from Red Dead Redemption this being a prequel to that there's hints that it could all be a Fugazi and you actually get to play as John Marston uh, in the game, a younger version of him. But from what we've been, from what we've seen that this guy, look at you, <laughs> Justin <laughs> just turtled into himself. <laughs> you just done, you just done a turtle and your head just shrunk into your body. Green. Uh, Justin, how, oh, clearly you're excited about this game, but did you have any, anything worry you about the trailer? Um, yeah, uh, I wasn't sure even who the main character was because it was just like so much going on. I was like, oh, wait, are you like a dude in the gang or a bounty hunter? I'm super confused. Um, but I was also thinking that maybe um, maybe it's not even like an actual character. Maybe it's one of those movies where it's like, oh, here's like the default looking version of him and you can create your own character. But I don't think that's going to happen because mm. that'd be super dope. Um 
but also then I was thinking like, oh, maybe this is isn't even like the full thing yet. Maybe you you actually do play as like uh, somebody else, and they're just only revealing little by little. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Rockstar. My problem is like I love Rockstar worlds, but Rockstar for me generally tend to write lead characters that I don't like. But like GTA Five worked so well because you had the choice of three, so you could constantly bounce and forth, mm-hmm. back and forth between different personalities. Yeah. So the question is this is a different part of rockstar but they do all bandy together to help resources and stuff like are they going to do that with this are we going to get different cowboys we get to play as um i feel like which would make perfect sense when you're getting a posse together yeah i think that's probably what'll what'll happen because that that was a great way to tell the story especially from different sides and maybe it, it takes longer to get a different character to play and particularly if you're doing, because I mean, because it works so well in GTA Five because of the heists. Think about that in terms of westerns, like Ooh, you can, it's loads trains, of heists, it's taken down, exactly. And banks, that would be so fun. So and people, Watson, you have you, nah, just banks <laughs> and trains <laughs> and dogs. Uh, Katie, you played a little bit of the first Red Dead Redemption, but you didn't like. You came to avoid way, way, way late. Yeah, um, and it was a. The, are you enticed by this at all? Because you like open world games now. You love your Far Cry. You like your Horizon. Yeah, Does I just finished Horizon. Um, it does interest me. I like ponies and I like the West. Um, and I love <laughs> like the cowboy appeal of things. Um, I didn't like the lead in this trailer at all. Uh, like you said, I just thought he was kind of a dick. Um, and then I just didn't know if the entire premise of the game was that you just go around and collect different bounties of of guys and i was like well i guess that could be fun but i could also see how that would get really repetitive so i guess a lot of it of my liking it or being excited about it will really be dictated by what the actual premise of this game is going to be well that's the thing though i mean it's rockstar so your narrative's going to be huge and amazing like they do huge massive sprawling things where you do a million things and it's very narrative heavy. But then, sure, on the sides, there'll be millions of stuff mm-hmm. you know, that, you can, right. that you can do and, and pick up on. So it's really like whatever you want it to be. I just wanted um, this trailer to have the song Bitch Better Have My Money playing in the background. Because that's the entire premise of this whole trailer is he been like, where's my money at? Where's yeah, my th- money? Do you got some money for me? Exactly. I didn't even know if that was the main character. I'm st- I need yeah. to actually watch it again like recently because I, yeah, I saw a couple I watched it again a couple days ago and that's why I'm like I don't know they're definitely trying to make you think that's the leaker I'm just really hoping that they're they're lying <laughs> that they're basically <laughs> trying to pull one over on us yeah. but Rockstar do tend to write for m- more often than not they write characters who aren't great but I think that's why Red Dead Redemption was so good was because Marston was I think the best character Rockstar have ever written and it wasn't Rockstar North who do GTA it was Rockstar San Diego or whatever wasn't it mm. um, who do these Red Dead and didn't they you, have you like Bellic? Well, the, there's also another character. There was uh, the kid from Bully. He was a great character. I like. They do some good characters, but I think Marston's by far their best character. The what? kid from Bully's a dick as well. Yeah, but he changes. <laughs> He's he, a little shit. He was, but he was just trying to do right. He was trying to do good. He has he was, an arc. Everybody yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah, but Marston. What I love about Marston is you start off and he's already at the end of the life of being a horrible person. And he's starting from a place of basically trying to make amends. And it's this really sad journey. And that's why I think that game is so, so special. Or so if even even if he's back in this one, it's a prequel. So we're going to see him being a dick, basically. Or maybe you just so it's like, really like Westerns, man. 
maybe you do <laughs> i hate westerns <laughs> but i like westerns when they have these sympathetic characters like that who are lost and yeah. lonely and sort of wandering through the lands and lots of know, people so get lost the in the west <clears throat> i, I reckon you true. like westerns al <laughs> miss mcfarland that's exactly that's a good impersonation <clears throat> yeah as long as there's more jose gonzalez music in this look i'm just trying to get back to my wife and kids miss mcfarland <laughs> i don't really know much but if i get this i can't do it anymore <laughs> <laughs> i love i love that they're um being dicks so to the entire industry because whenever a rockstar game gets a date everyone scarpers and they said it was coming out the end of this year and everyone was kind of like keeping it open for them until they announced the date and then they pushed it to next spring and all they've said is spring and now there's this whole thing about well is it spring in the fiscal year but apparently take uh who's it take two who's putting this out they have a different fiscal year so it could be anywhere up until may that this comes out <laughs> and all of the game developers aren't announcing when the games are coming out because they know as soon as red dead gets its date they have to like Work shift around, around that. that yeah um, oh, absolutely. Even even films, it's the same. Like you saw when the last when GTA Five came out, films had to move away from that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no one was going to the movie theater. I, so I like how out. yeah, I love how Rockstar's just like yeah, we're gonna do us. Uh, so uh, stay tuned. Like I don't even yeah, I don't ever then I give a fuck. Yeah, I just go oh, there's a Rockstar game gonna come out. Uh, I just don't plan for exact dates. I'm just like okay, right. when they when you can actually order and it has a date then i'm like in i'm in i'm just gonna yeah right now i'm just like they do whatever they yeah. want but they're literally they're if radiohead were a thousand times bigger <laughs> that's what rockstar are like. <laughs> they're just like yeah we turn up when we want to we do stuff when we want to we don't care they don't even like do a big thing they just tweeted out oh yeah there's there's a trailer coming and then it just comes yeah. out like there's no like big thing they release a photo every now and then and people yeah. go insane it's they're literally what their company is rockstar they're a rock yeah. star. They yeah. just do whatever the fuck they want. Hey, took them a long time to get there. They earned it. Yeah. Uh, when you've got a development cycle of like seven years in a game, like that's a lot of your life to give. Yeah. You've got to, you know, be sure. Uh, what else is going on? The Battlefront 2 beta that's uh, happened over the weekend. <laughs> uh, it's finished now. Uh, were you playing that at all, Justin? I played it on the first round of uh, beta stuff. I was playing it on PC. Um, yeah, for some people's Xboxes, I heard it wasn't working, which was really sad for those people. It was working for me, fine. I played a couple of hours of it uh, the other day. Did you get to play as Darth um, Maul or Rey? No, I'm, I'm not very good at it. Because um, <laughs> here's the thing with those games. You know, like, competitive online multiplayer games where you can switch between first person and third person kind of annoy me because I like playing in first person, but you have an advantage if you play in third person. Yeah. Because you just have so much more peripheral like zoning going on um so i die a lot in that game but oh my god is that a pretty video game crazy pretty yeah i just don't even just on xbox i just don't like how there's no destructiveness i can't play a shooting game if there's like no destructiveness anymore because all games have a little bit of like destruction or some kind of a little bit more right. atmosphere this game just feels like yes you're these characters in the game like awesome it's star wars everything's like gorgeous but i don't feel as like I don't know any threats because the environment's just like so polished like a gun or a grenade will go off and i'm like oh it's fine i just gotta like avoid that and i'm not like oh i don't know if i want to go in that room and try to take everyone out right 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 yeah um yeah i didn't play i played 
some of the first one i really really loved it but i just not that into online competitive anymore um but from everything i've been listening and watching a lot of people play it and people who are huge like online um shooter fans and they're all saying this is miles miles better than the first one they're saying like there are all these things that stopped the first one the first one was an enjoyable game but it wasn't professional enough in how it's balanced and they're saying this one's nigh on perfect in how it's balanced um so i'm blessed you <laughs> thank you uh, so I'm happy people are getting a truly great competitive Star Wars game. Um, yeah, it, it just it's looks, Star looks Wars. Real looks real pretty. Um, what else happened over the last couple of weeks, Katie? As you just mentioned a little bit, you finished Horizon. I did. Um, I you and I haven't even talked news. about it. I know. So that's what we're going to do right now. This is important news. I know, for but everyone, it's I super spoiler. Okay. Yeah. Well, look. I think. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to set you a timer. I'm going to set you a timer. So, because this is what people do. All right. So, we're going to do spoiler discussion quickly on Horizon. Katie, what? you've got three minutes to tell us anything you want. Um, and if people can come back in exactly three minutes from now. Now. Okay. Right. So, <laughs> so, the big twist of this whole thing, obviously, you're, you're facing off against all these machines. You're trying to find the source of what it all means like what the the meaning of life is everything so you you buddy up with this guy silence who is appears to you as a hologram sometimes and then at other times he can be in real life so you know he's a real person and he's not just like a figment of your imagination um and he he tells you that he used to work with the baddies now one of my main issues with this game is there are a lot of different sectors that are all coexisting at the same time and so i kind of forgot sometimes like who i was fighting for what reason and why i was doing this favor for so and so but in in the end you find out that not only are you fighting against a big machine um and you're trying to take down like basically the evil counterpart of all the machines which is this huge thing called hades and you then find out that you are yourself a machine and you are created by the machines and the whole thing was that they saw these like scientists that were trying to do good saw that the machine the war machines that were created for evil we're going to essentially wipe out all of humanity. So they created this underground community. They got all the scientists and all these people and they put them in a bunker and they figured out a way that after the world was wiped out, that a new civilization could be reborn from um, a computer system called Gaia. And Gaia had all these different counterparts. So it'd be like, this part is her art. This part is her, you know, empathy this part is her hatred like this part like all these things that are all of her emotions and all of that composited would be able to create humanity again and so you are actually the person you are the recreation of the scientist who start who started this entire program so that's why you look like her you can get into facilities that only she could get into you're the you're basically the key that allows the rest of civilization to understand where you come from and then to have the information you need to take down Hades who is trying to essentially turn on all of the bad robots again to re-wipe out humanity because he's the god of war and so he or the the entity of war so it's huge it's like I, all saw, this, I saw the end of Wonder Woman yeah, I saw it's the like end this of whole Woman. thing like all of a sudden it just is like 
this insane dump of information on this poor girl. I can only see the two in this, by the way. Oh, and you got yeah. five seconds. So that's that was really like the big twist in everything. So yeah. the mustache. Yeah. All right. If people are back right now, it's been exactly three minutes. There will be no more spoilers on the horizon. <gasps> but oh my God, Watson! I oh know, my right? gosh, that's a lot. It was of a lot. That was me sitting in our living room at like eleven or twelve or one in the morning and being like, "What the fuck is happening?" So that was my. We didn't my speak at all in those three minutes. Me and Justin were just silent. You were just giving a good diet. I know. Right I think there. that's yeah. the most that I talk for this entire podcast. So you're all welcome. <laughs> that was Katie Watson. Katie Corner. And I'm out. Um, so, all right. So at the end of all of that, because you played Horizon, you went away from it to play Zelda. You came back to Horizon again. I did. You've seen it through now. What are your overall, without spoilers, obviously, because we just did that, like, what are your overall feelings about the game? Do you think it's, you know, do you still recommend it to people? Um, no, as I was saying, I I thought the, me- the fighting mechanics were interesting, but <clears throat> a bit clunky at points um, that yeah i just like there was i loved to hate it and i hated to love it sometimes as well but the lead was really fun to be behind um i thought she had a great story and it came to a good fruition in the end um but i didn't really like the interaction that you had with everyone else like there was every i would say 99 percent of the people that you interact with would hit on you immediately as a girl and you, you constantly felt like you were being attacked by your world because you are, you're running through like robots. Nothing is your friend. And then you're being, you're not, re- everything is hostile, like including the people that you interact with. And it was just this really weird, I had this as a woman playing a woman character, I just kind of felt uncomfortable sometimes playing it and not in like a super feminist sort of way. It was just like, why does it have to be this way? Like I live in in a world where I don't feel like these are my interactions with people and I can like go to a meeting and have a discussion with somebody without them being like, well, if you weren't so darn pretty, maybe I could focus on my work. Like, it's just, I don't know why that had to be in there. It's weird because it is seen as this big feminist game. Yeah. I know a lot of people. And she's super strong. She's very independent. She gives no fucks. Like she does whatever she wants to be doing and she lives this really strong independent life all by herself. Like I think there's two times that you ever team up with anyone else and that's only for really short periods of time and then you're basically like, I work alone, bye, and you run off again. Nice. And yeah, I know. And but it's it's literally there's just no you don't ever really feel like you have real friendships. And the whole idea is that in the end like all the different entities of people need to come together to, you know, save their world. And so the, the friendships that you've made along the way are the things that cultivate that end result. And it's almost like when you see these people, you're like, oh, you're here because you're hoping I might sleep with you. Like that's the feeling that is there. And it's really girls and guys. Like there are a couple of times that girls like, like you even are like, are you hitting on me right now like it's it's really strange so besides that but spoilers do you sleep with anybody in the game no there's nothing like that in the whole game Hmm. then it's weird it's like that makes sense in like a mass effect place you know where you can Mm. sleep with people right she sleeps alone man she does (laughs) there's actually only one time in the whole game that she takes a nap the entire game (laughs) 
Do you know what? Do you know what people alone. never do in games? They rarely sleep, but they never ever poop. No. Um, she doesn't eat so either, uh, which is weird. You should play Ark, man. Yeah. That's true. They do poop you in definitely Ark. Definitely yeah. poop in Ark. And in Duke Nukem Forever. Um, <laughs> you can pick it out of the toilet and smear it around on I the walls. I remember like that. Really. <laughs> um, so are you excited, Katie? Because you finished Horizon and you got a month until the DLC comes out just under a month of the frozen wilds are you going to come back for that yeah for sure i mean i put okay. in a lot of time on that game so i would definitely come back and explore it if there was more to explore what i was interested cool. in is i you know popped back out to see um my completion percentage or whatever that i had accomplished and i completed the majority i completed all the side missions that were available to me i completed all of like the bandit camps i completed all of the um like satellite missions that you can do to like expand your map and i it said i'd only completed 67 percent of the game which i was really yeah weird but i had done loads of little things i had done a lot a lot a lot like even if you zoom out on the map like everything was white there was nothing that needed well, maybe now's the fun time where maybe you can go online and just check out like an IGN wiki guide or whatever and see yeah, wiki, maybe. Wiki, wiki. what cool stuff you've missed. Wiki, so wow. I find when I'm just starting to lose my attention in something, that's when I go and look at a guide. So see, all right, what fun stuff <clears throat> can I do? But really, the only thing um, that you are uh, accomplishing by doing that stuff at this point is if you want to get, you know, a cool weapon or a cool outfit or something. Yeah, which or just if you still want to play the game, but you want to see if there's a good reason to. Yeah. yeah. That or, might not be a good reason to. Hard to get those achievos. Yep. Well, it's on PlayStation. Well, you get trophies, trophies, man. Get those trophies. Yeah, who cares? No one cares about trophies. Nobody gives a fuck about trophies. <laughs> I want all I the want trophies. I want trophies, it. I've got um, all, all the right. trophies. <laughs> what else happened the last couple of weeks? So the Switch, uh, which you just mentioned, got a great... I mean, it's got some great games that came out on Switch over the last couple of weeks, but it got a trifecta of incredible games. Uh, it got Oxen Free... Uh, was ported over to Switch, Gr- a fantastic little adventure game uh, with some emo boys and girls. Uh, Axiom Verge came out on <laughs> the Switch. Justin. If you want, if you're not satisfied with the new Metroid game that came to 3DS or you don't have a 3DS, uh, this is, for all intents and purposes, the Metroid game uh, that you've never, ever, ever... Uh, that isn't, sorry, official. Uh, Axiom Verge, fantastic game, made by one person, um, as is, also made by one person, Stardew Valley. Yeah, uh, which it's <laughs> Teddy's a big fan on. Pig now farm, it's on Switch. Yeah, which is a real problem to have a game like that on Switch because people we were saying this uh, when we were chatting on the phone the other day, Katie. But everyone's always going, "Oh, I wish this game was coming to Switch because it'd be perfect." It's like every game's perfect for Switch. Like you want every game on the move, yep. but Stardew Valley really is perfect. Yep. Like Stardew Valley is the exact game that you can spend hours in that game, or you yep. can spend two minutes in that game and you accomplish something. So just to have it with you like a mobile kind of game, basically, but on Switch is fantastic. It'll just be your entire life. That's all it is. It's just going to be the thing that sucks up all my time. It's a cool game. I reckon I wanted to be a farmer, Miss McFarlane. (laughs) (laughs) Have you, did you play any Stardew, Justin? Um, No, I played Starbound. (laughs) Start. Completely I don't different. think that's, that's the same. But not even the same. <laughs> it's a very different game. It's got stars in it. It's probably the same. Yeah. Uh, also came out finally was the SNES or the SNES if you're from the Europe. Uh, it just sounds classic. like somebody sneezed every time uh, you say it you. like that. I'm always like, Gesundheit. 
Help. I love SNES. In German. Uh, <laughs> there are three different <laughs> versions of it. You've got the European version, which is a completely different style. And this is fascinating that the console looked completely different for America, Fancy. Japan, and, and for Europe. Um, can you imagine that now if they brought out PlayStation 5, but it was a completely different looking box depending where you bought it? Yeah, uh, it wouldn't happen. I but can yeah, see so that. you can get the rounded, smooth SNES one in Europe, or you can get the uh, the purple <laughs> version uh, in America and Japan. They have slightly different games in them, but pretty much the same. It's like 21 games. Some of the greatest games ever released, ever. Like the N- NES Classic had some great games, but the 16-bit era for me was probably like what well, it's just it's probably my favorite console ever made. Um, and this has got Secret of Mana on it, which is one of my favorites ever. I know, Justin, you're a fan of that. Yeah. Um, you got A Link to the Past. You got yeah. Street Fighter 2. You got yeah. Super Mario Kart. You oh, got yeah. Super Mario World. What? You got so you got Yoshi's Island. Yeah. Yay! So, so <laughs> many good games on this little dude. Uh, the leads, you get two pads in this one, which is great. The yeah. leads are slightly longer. Still not enough, so I've had to buy extension leads. Leads um, are cables, for those of you wondering what a lead is. <laughs> <laughs> Just a detective lead. Um, really, like, okay, the, Reggie did come out and say you won't have a problem buying this. You will. It's disappeared. Uh, it's now stupid expensive on eBay. But they are getting more stocks in. Uh, and next year, they're getting the NES Classic back in stock as well. So if you wait around, you can get one of these for 80 bucks. Did you, did you notice? Because um, I was playing it, and I was playing Star Fox. Star Fox on them has kind of a lag to it. It's not as smooth as if you were to play it on an actual regular uh, SNES or SNES. I haven't played <laughs> Star Fox yet. Though, like I've been, I've mostly been just playing Link to Past, Secret of Mana, and was it? I think I did some Donkey Mar- Kong Mario RPG because that, that one's the best one. I haven't done that yet. Um, I didn't get any lag on those, but I haven't done Star Fox. Yeah, so. Star Fox. I don't know. Maybe it's just my friends, but. It definitely isn't as smooth as the actual regular game cartridge hmm. one. Also, it has Star Fox 2 on it, which, dude, Star Fox yeah. 2 was crazy. I, I could see why it didn't ever get released, though. Yeah, it's a weird fucking game. It's so But how, how great is that? This is not, I don't even know about this, Katie, but Star Fox, you know, with these big, big games, and Star Fox 2 was made and never released. Ever, what? ever, ever. And they've, they've, and they've put it on this, and it's a finished game, albeit a short one. Um, what if it was like kind of a, when I kind of was mess. in high school <laughs> and mess. I would say, oh, yeah, I totally did that book report. I finished it. I just didn't bring it. It's at home. It's finished. And then you don't actually do it. And then you get to the end of the school year and the teacher's like, you need to turn in all the homework that you didn't turn in that you said you did. <laughs> and then you're like, ah! and you actually have to go home and do it. And like, that's when you actually bring it in. You're like, oh, yeah, this has been done since like October, but I'm just not giving it to you. That's what you're equating, like a 20 year wait to play Star Fox 2. Yeah, they were like, no, we guys, we totally finished it. And everyone's there like, have you started on it? And they're like, no. Have you started on it? You think no. they, just, they just made it last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it kind of does yeah. feel like it was just recently. They probably started just a little bit and they're like, fuck, let's just yeah. wrap it up, man. I don't even remember what we were doing. I don't either. Just. <laughs> I was really it drunk. It was no one will ever Miyamoto know. Miyamoto was really drunk that night. They'll never yeah. actually make us put it out. It'll be fine. It's so cool, though, just to have as an artifact. Like, it's so rare that you get something like that. I'd love to have, like, you know, the SNES had an Akira game that was made for it, and then that got, you know, dumped halfway through production and stuff. It'd be so cool to be able to see these games. Like, play the, half, um, the halfway of them. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah just cool. have like a like a museum collection of games. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the people that find the uh, N64s okay, with the developer uh, add-ons where it's these cartridges. You have to have the two corresponding uh, cartridges in order to play what's on that thing. To like unlock the code. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's just like, like Laura craft yeah. it. Yeah. So it'd be awesome. Uh, but yeah, really, I'm in love with the SNES Mini Classic. I think it's great. Um, and the last bit of news I really have, which isn't, hasn't happened yet, but the news just came out today. Um, well, actually, two little things. One is that uh, the Last Jedi trailer comes out today, so by the time Ooh. people listen to this, it'll already be up. Uh, Ryan Johnson, the director of it, has publicly come out to tell people do not watch this trailer. Why? Um, he doesn't want people... He says it shows stuff that he doesn't want shown from his film. Um, so it's him. Yeah, sure. Do with that what you want. <laughs> yeah, his, I don't watch just it. A sex tape. Um, it is definitely not what you want. We accidentally <laughs> exported the wrong. Oh man, that'd be hilarious. Oh, uh, uh, um, I totally forgot. Today, El Capitan is having uh, uh, pre-sale tickets for like movie or the Star Wars. Oh. Oh uh, shit. Dang. Um, so yeah do with that what you want but you've probably already seen it oh we got a plan for that al we're gonna be here yeah tickets are on sale soon they're not out yet so we gotta get we gotta remember to do that oh okay yeah we should we should all go see some some jedis the last of them and everything Uh, last last piece of news (laughs) oh my god (laughs) the last news that happened today that i'm really excited about jess and i don't know if this means anything to you katie Mm. don't think it means much to you because we've talked about it before wow but batman the animated series uh, which is from the 90s it was the greatest uh iteration of batman ever is coming to blu-ray in 2018 they finally i loved watching it with you you also have the batmobile turning all the i do that's what i put my tv on (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah because we're fucking yeah it's the perfect size box oh my god that's x-men yeah (laughs) (laughs) so excited i've literally waited since day one of blu-ray to get that and they've never bothered to transfer it all and very happy i know we normally go into like gamestop or whatever it is and or f what is it fye those ones in the mall that you can go to and they still sell dvds and things or digital media physical media and Al just sits in painful. front of the the Batman animated series and cries because it's not on Blu-ray. <laughs> I do for hours. Yeah, hours he does. They're like the guy's back to cry in front bring, of. Bring out the box of tissues. The bat, the Batman. All right, that's all the kind of news conversations we're gonna have. All of uh, that stuff. Uh, we're gonna move on into releases. What is coming out this week? Uh, but before we do, I'm gonna do the return of the Mitra outro. Hello, this is the Mitra outro. Mitra outro. Outro Mitro! That's a great jingle. I'm ripping that. Um, so yeah, this is the Mitro Outro where we just tell you about who we are because people don't listen to the end of podcasts and we know you don't. Uh, and who can blame you? I don't either. Um, so yes, we are, we are, are you? Geeks. You can head over to our website, wearegeeks.com where you can, uh, there's like a little... F- just simple page at a moment where you can head on out to all of our social medias. You can follow us on the Twitters and say hello to us. Uh, you can head on over to our Twitch and watch us play some video games. We have a test season over there that we did with the Char Kirk where we tested her with different video games. Me and Justin uh, threw in her face and she batted them back uh, with varying degrees of success. 
Uh, me and Jessen are also going to be playing some stuff on Twitch every now and then, so you can go over to there. You can also go to weirdgeeks.com, and that will lead you out to iTunes, where you can find this very podcast, which goes up normally every single Tuesday. Um, and then every single Friday, we have a new episode in our horror franchise, Retrospectives. At the moment, we're in the middle of a Texas Chainsaw. Number six is about to go up. I'm on that journey with Justin and yeah. Ali. Uh, yeah. And then following that, uh, we have uh, the Child's Play series, uh, which is the next one that's going to go up on there. But we've already done Friday the 13th. Tonight we're on Elm Street, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Body Some non horror ones like Danny Boyle. <laughs> um, and loads of stuff over there. You can subscribe. Just go to weirdgeeks.com and patch on out and through and if you want to support uh us we do all this for free no ads on anything then there's a link on that page you can go to our parent publisher weartessellate.com we're a production company run out of london la and tokyo making our first film starfish and i'm here in london right now in the middle of recording the score that's what's happening it's a little starfish update just on piano today just in in la keeping score (laughs) yeah <laughs> uh, yeah, I have had a couple of people, very kind people, ask what's going on with Starfish. So, and I don't normally say that much on the podcast, but I do also tell Ooh, people to come here for news. Nice. Um, so, my news is that yeah, we're we're getting there. <laughs> um, we're in the middle of school right now. Uh, it's a bit crazy. Uh, if you follow me on on Mr. Al White on Twitter, you can see some photos um, from that. Oh and yeah. then effects and sound are about to be done. And we are submitting to festivals at the moment. Festivals. Yeah, that's lots of fun. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. For <laughs> highlighting the important words. So, what is happening this week? Well, in the US cinemas, or theatres as you guys like to call them, you've got a bunch of things coming out. You've got Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. This is directed by Angela Robinson, who did a film called Debs, which, holy crap, I remember that. That was a bad movie. Uh, Herbie Fully Loaded and The L Word. Ooh, um, I like Herbie. Starring starring Luke Evans, Rebecca Hall. Love Rebecca Hall. Bella Heathcote, Connie Britton, and Oliver Platt. Uh, The story of a psychologist, uh, psychologist William Moulton Marsden, the polyamorous relationship between his wife and his mistress, the creation of his beloved comic book character Wonder Woman, and the controversy that the comic book created. Um, We saw a trailer for this. Yes. Before some film somewhere. Um, Oh, no, yeah. We went to the landmark and they played all of these, like, films that I didn't know existed and they looked like boring movies. And then this one was like, ah, if I had to see any of them, this would be the one. But I'm not that excited. You don't want to see the tennis one? Oh, I do want to see the tennis one. Tennis. But I'm more interested in the McEnroe show. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. The what? Oh, yeah. 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 I'm more interested in that one. Um, I love Rebecca Hall and I'm not that interested in the story of Wonder Woman but it just looks just, I don't know this looks I'm I more just, interested in the, the polyamorous that can, relationship that you have these moms who are dressing all their girls in these like powerful Wonder Woman outfits and you're like Wonder Woman was because of a threesome you know that right? yeah <laughs> she like, was a strong <laughs> lady <laughs> yeah yeah I love that Wonder Woman was created by a man and from yeah what I've seen in this trailer anyway looks like for some strange sexy reasons. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just yeah, fetish. But getting his mistress to dress up in in Wonder Woman outfits yeah. and things. Yep. He liked to wear the outfit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also coming out in America is The Foreigner uh, which has been out in a bunch of regions already directed Chucky by Martin Chan. Campbell. 
who directed Goldeneye, The Mask of Zorro, Green Lantern. Speaking of great DC oh, movies. Oh, gosh. We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Jackie Chan, Katie Leong, Rufus Jones, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. A humble businessman with a buried past seeks justice when his daughter is killed in an act of terrorism. A cat and mouse conflict ensues with a government official whose past may hold clues to the killer's identities. Sounds I just love they can't do dull. a trailer with explosions or semi-automatic rifles without there being hip-hop in the background. I said hip hop. They just can't do it. A Contractually. Yeah. I quite like the poster for this film. That's about the only thing Mm. I like the idea of it like you think that because you know it starts with his daughter being you know killed or whatever and then he goes to the government to find out who did it and you think it's going to be him chasing down the people who blew up his daughter but in 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 essence it's actually him just trying to get the names of the people right right so it's good should have Liam Neeson it he basically right he basically becomes Gerard Butler (laughs) <laughs> becomes Jared Butler. I want to see Jackie Chan become Jared Butler. Uh, coming to the internet in America, we've got Amityville The Awakening. This is a film that's been shelved since 2015. Uh, if you look at trailers online, you might have noticed, you guys, that yeah. there are trailers from 2015 as well as from this year. I was confused. Um, now, okay, let's just go through the details. It's directed by a guy called Frank Calfin, uh, who I really like. He's a great director. He did a film called P2 which is really great. And then he did the remake of Maniac, which is actually really good as well with Elijah Wood, uh, which was all oh, done yeah. in first person, um, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, starring Jennifer Jason Leigh, uh, Bella Thorne, McKenna Grace, Cameron Mon- Monaghan. Uh, a single mother moves her three children into a haunted house unaware of its bloody history. So when I'm looking at horror franchises that we cover with a horror podcast every single Friday, uh, Amateur Phil, I put them in order of we have a rule of it has to have four films or above. Otherwise, it's a trilogy. Mm-hmm. So Amityville has more sequels than any horror film in history, uh, even though they're not technically canon with each other. Most of them are just remakes, but it's basically a free property right, so anyone mm-hmm. can make Amityville films. Um, but there's about 16 of them at the moment. It's ridiculous. Uh, and this new one was originally going to be a big cinema thing, and then it got pulled in 2015. Now it's coming to the internet two years later. No idea what happened. No idea why. I It looks like trash to me from the trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it would be a perfect time for this film to be coming out in cinemas right now. It is it is really confusing. It's got big faces. It's got, you know, a very typical premise for an October film release. I don't know what happened. Yeah, it's got to be bad. It's kind of crazy because... It doesn't look any worse than some of the other <coughs> shit that's going to come out this month. I'd feel bad if I was one of the actors on because you're like, dude, I filmed this a long time ago and now you're doing it because I'm like a much bigger name or more right. known. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, well, some of them fight that stuff as well, don't they? You can't like... Um, we, we talked about that with some horror films before where they yeah. like sue them because like you can't try and make money off of us later on oh. um but yeah this trailer just looks it looks really bad and it's depressing until i looked this up for the show and found out it's that director then i was like oh shit because i really like that director He's it's just so films. crazy that they can still with that many remakes of the same idea and the same story that at the beginning of every single one they're like based on actual events and you're like Ugh. yeah obviously but you guys they just regurgitate that story over and over and over again yeah that's true it's just sad um and because it's october we have another horror film coming out this week which is happy death day 
um, directed by Christopher Landon, who directed Paranormal Activity, The Marked Ones, and also directed The Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, starring Jessica Roth, Israel Broussard, Ruby Modine, and Rachel Matthews. A college student relives the day of her murder with both its unexceptional details and terrifying end until she discovers her killer's identity. So, whoever wrote this fucking... Whoever let that slide on IMDb as a synopsis for this film should be fired. Because <laughs> it literally says the word, she relives the day of her murder with its unexceptional details. Oh, I want to see a movie that just highlights the mundane details of my day-to-day yeah. -day life and makes us watch it again and again. It's such a bad synopsis. Um, it it's but kind of interesting. I like look at this film. This uh, this film is kind of like uh, based off this one child's book. I mean, except there's no murder or whatever, but it's this kid who's stuck in the same day of school. He kind of starts off, you know, like an asshole or just not a super likable person, and then of course through being stuck in a whole entire day over and over and over, he, you know, changes his kind of personality. And Justin, you've seen Groundhog Day, right? Uh, no, but I know God Groundhog Day. God damn so. it, Justin. <laughs> yeah. You seen Groundhog Day? I mean, I know what Groundhog Day is. It's the same thing How as what this is. How can you not see it? I don't know. Do you think... When do, it came so out, I was like... Young? But, but you should see it now. I probably will Do you like think this it. girl's going to become a better person then? For uh, this movie? She'll probably... Do you think that's the point? No, the point... Yeah, I think that is actually... Like, for her to also okay. change, because the person that probably wants to kill her is probably someone she, like, had a shitty interaction with and is holding, like, a vendetta or some shit. Mm -hmm. I think it's her. I reckon it's going to be She's her. the murderer. She's um, just trying to kill herself. she kills herself. Yeah, I do. She just finds um, a wormhole on accident. Complex allegory for suicide. Yeah. Uh, in high school <laughs> girls. There's that one scene where she's like walking naked out of the dorm. She's like, I don't even care. I'm just going to walk out naked because I'm going to relive this day. Anyways. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but do you really know? Because how shitty is that going to be if you don't? <laughs> like, I, I have to say like, uh, yeah, this is a slasher film and it's a weird twist on a slasher film. And I'm excited just to see a very different type of slasher film. Yeah, um, I give them credit for actually like, drawing yeah. something new. Yeah. yeah, it looks like Groundhog Day meets Scream, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, like, cool. I'm totally. I, I'm really pissed because it's not coming out in England uh, for a while. And <laughs> really it's really interesting. But though, what we are as getting that actress. Sorry. sorry, just to interject this really quick. She, you know, when you're in casting and you have to find a girl who you're like you're hot enough that people are gonna want to watch you on screen, but you're also gonna make a good kill. Like you have to take all that into consideration. And it's like, I wonder what casting was like in order to find somebody who could die again and again and again and again and have that be interesting every time. Yeah. That'd be yeah, really tough. True. You have to think of it like that. It's true. Are you a casting director, Katie? I could be. And I'm contemplating it for my next career. Nice. Coming out in the UK, <laughs> um, we get the Lego Ninjago movies finally Woo! coming out of here. I haven't seen it yet, sadly. We should go, <laughs> the, Justin. The excitement is yeah! gone from Justin. We'll Woo! <laughs> we should. Uh, also coming out is The Snowman. We get it before America, a couple of weeks before America, directed by Thomas Alfredson. So this is the film everyone wants to roll their eyes to because that trailer looks kind of dumb. I just Kadia, like how you pronounce his name, Alfredson. Alfredo. But that's, a, that's what it's called, Alfredson. It's Alfredson. Yeah. Uh, You're putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Salable. Well, I don't know because he's Swedish. Um, but anyway, 
he directed Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy yes. and Let the Right One In. Uh, yes. So this is a really great fucking director. Uh, it's starring Michael Fassbender, Rebecca Ferguson, Chloe Sevigny, Val Kilmer, J.K. Simmons, Charlotte Gainsborough. Uh, Detective Harry Hole investigates the disappearance <laughs> of a woman whose pink scarf is found wrapped <laughs> around an ominous-looking snowman. <laughs> Harry Hole. <laughs> oh, you guys. He's going to get to um, the bottom of it. <laughs> I like Fassbender. <laughs> That's brilliant. That should be the fucking slogan. I sure I love that on Fassbender. IMDb. <laughs> I love Rebecca Ferguson. Um, I love J.K. Simmons. When I, was the last time Val Kilmer I, was in something? He's never, he's never been in anything. Um, I This trailer did nothing for me, but now that I know it's that director, I'm interested. That's all I'm going to say. Sure. Um, and also in England, we're getting a British horror movie called The Ritual. Um, I love this. Which trailer you guys saw I'm the so trailer at our it. little fright fest thing yeah directed by david bruckner who directed so this is where it gets interesting but we'll get into this in a second he directed the signal via an episode of vhs and southbound uh, starring robert james collier rafe spall asha ali sam trolton and mariah uh Erwalter. none of these names of mean anything friends, to us why are you <laughs> well, i have to be respectful <laughs> these people put time in a group of college friends reunite for a trip to the forest but encounter a menacing presence in the woods that's stalking them. Uh, so this director... So The Signal was at Fright Fest. It's a collage of short stories that intertwine to tell one story. VHS, it's a collage of short stories that intertwine to tell one story, and he did one of them. Southbound, which was his last film, was a collage of five short stories that basically intertwine to tell one story. This is his first time directing a movie... Uh, that's one story basically mm -hmm. um, so I'm interested with how he's going to do that he's always done ensemble stories before right um, but it looks kind of fun it looks like trashy fun I think it looks great I like the idea of you know past choices are the thing that's haunting you and whether that's the real haunting or it's actual a thing I liked the because yeah. you see in the trailer when they walk in the woods and they you know like things are like there is a deer or something yeah. that's like in the trees and i was like yeah it's like you got me i'm like in right now yeah so yeah well, i'm probably gonna go celebrate finishing the score this weekend by going to a double bit of the snowman and the ritual so i'll let you know oh thanks well, for the invite fine. Guys, yeah, yeah i know well it's fine we're busy anyway <laughs> you're gonna see your leg and ninjago together you're fine yeah we'll double bill it uh, yeah we're gonna watch double stuff two bills yeah double two stuff it <laughs> We're going to hair your uh, bullet. <laughs> <laughs> going to get to the bottom. Yeah. Uh, going to bang, bang it. Um, bang, so, bang. Oh, jeez. I'm getting close. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> These are the video games coming out this week. And we got some big ones, motherfuckers. So let's get the little things out of the way. Rocket League has a new uh, mode. It's called Fast and Furious. It's coming to <laughs> PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, presumably it is fully licensed. Uh, the Flame in the Flood is another great indie game that's coming to Switch. And WWE 2K18 is coming to PS4, Xbox One. The two big games this week, and I mean big fat boys, is Middle Earth, The Shadow of War is coming to PS4 and Xbox One, which is the sequel to, uh, what's it called, Shadow of Mordor? Mm -hmm. Is that what the original was called? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the Lord of the Rings game, uh, which, Katie, you're pulling a face, but we watched someone play it uh, years ago when we were skiing. Do you remember? 
Yes. No. All right. And for me, more exciting, uh, The Evil Within 2 is coming out this week Ooh, on yeah. PS4 and Xbox Ooh, One. Ooh, spooky. Uh, have you seen the trailer to this? It looks fucking brilliant. I have not. I recommend anyone goes and checks it out. It's before any video I watch on YouTube right now, which probably says a lot about what I watch. Oh. Um, Bethesda, man. Bethesda. It looks so. I like the first one a lot, but this looks spectacular. Speaking of it being before any video that you watch, do you find it frustrating when you go to watch a a movie trailer and they put another movie trailer as the ad in front of it? And you don't know that that isn't the movie trailer that you went on there to go (laughs) see. And you're like, that's what happened to me when I went to see the Foreigner trailer. I was like, where's Jackie Chan? Isn't he supposed to be in this movie? And it was for some like bullshit PG family thing. And I was like, this does not feel like the movie that I thought it was going to be. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, you can now skip this ad. And I was like, this is bullshit. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. Continue with your game divulsions. No, what what I I hate is that people, people are so add nowadays that they can't just show you a trailer they have to show you the trailer of the trailer you're about to see before the trailer that you fucking see so when yeah. you watch a t- movie trailer nowadays they show you like five seconds little bam 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 all these exciting things are about to happen in the trailer that we're about to show you and then the trailer will start mm. like, are you fucking kidding me because you don't trust you can hold my attention for a minute and a half you have to sell me in the first five seconds to say this is what you're about to see before right. you sit down for a minute that makes me really that makes me livid <laughs> literally like my blood boils uh what's coming out at the home market very quickly us blu-rays we're getting baby driver that's also coming out on 4k B-A-B-Y. uh B-A-B-Y. we're getting the palkeepski tapes uh which i'm only covering here because this is a classic found footage film which hasn't been available on blu-ray before uh the lure is coming to blu-ray yeah. uh, that's actually put out by C- criterion Got some great extras. Got a great uh, front cover as well. Weird, Doesn't Firewalk weird, weird with ass, Me come yeah. out as well this this week? On, Blue, on Criterion. Right? Out on Blue. No, it's oh, on I Criterion. I didn't notice it in you, the list. You want to know okay. where I learned that? At the rental store. Oh, <laughs> Boom! Hipster knowledge coming at you. Oh, snap. Oh, my God. Uh, the Beguiled, Sophia Coppola's movie that comes out to Blu-ray this week. Um, Wish Upon, the really, 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 really bad, apparently, sort of Wishmaster remake, but mm. not really. Uh, horror film comes out on Blu-ray. And Open Water 3, colon, Cage Dive. Uh, so this is a <laughs> movie that was just dive. called Cage Dive. <laughs> it's basically got exactly the same premise of 47 Meters Down, but it was done found footage style. Mm. Uh, I actually watched it when it was just called Cage Dive, and it's pretty good. It's entertaining, actually. But then Open Water, they bought it and just put it out as open water three even though it wasn't made as open water three mm. uh and in the uk on blu-rays we've got wonder woman coming out on 4k close encounters of the third kind yeah. coming out on 4k <laughs> dracula coming out on 4k that's the gary oldman uh keanu reeves Ooh, version nice. and re-released because it went out of print cowboy bebop the movie Ooh, yeah. see you Something later space cowboy with. So loads of, it's an exciting so week if I was good. in America. Oh, I should also mention, sorry, The Babysitter is coming out in America. Straight to internet. Oh, directed yeah, by I Mook, saw that. D- d- directed by Mook G. Mook G. <laughs> director with the worst name. He directed Charlie's Angels, Charlie's Angels Full Throttle and Terminator Salvation. Starring a bunch of people you don't really know. Which says, the events of one evening take an unexpected turn for the worst for a young boy trying to spy on his babysitter. Um, that is a very vague synopsis. 
Yeah. No vague synopsis. Synopsis is shit. But there's loads of great stuff. If I was in America, I'd go see Happy Death Day. If I'm in the UK, which I am, I'm going to go and see The Snowman or The Ritual. Games, I'm going to get The Evil Within 2. Blu-rays, you got fucking The Lure, Baby Driver, uh, The Beguiled, Cowboy Bebop. Loads of great stuff. Loads. I just watched the original Beguiled last night. It's a very different movie. It, it was really good. Um, since my mom didn't spoil the end of this one, it was nice. Yes, she did spoil the end of the other Beguiled. Still can't believe you no All shame right. about it so, either. Um, what's the last thing that we do? What do we do? Oh, yeah. J- Justin sings. Box, box oh. office and then Justin can sing us out. <laughs> Think up with a good tune. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, just don't do the oh, cup pet tune. With the <laughs> 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 My brain just breaks. Uh, number 20 is Leap. Number 19 is Stronger. Number 18 is Despicable Me 3. Number 17 is Judvar 2. Number 16 is Mother! Exclamation mark. Mother! Number 15, <laughs> A Question of Faith. Number 14, Home Again. 13, A New Entry with The Stray. 12, Till Death Do Us Part. 11, American Assassin. 10, Battle of the Sexes. That's the tennis film. Oh, yeah. 9, Flatliners. 8, Victoria and Abdul. 7, Abdul. The Lego Ninjago Movie. Ninja! Number six, American Made. Five, Kingsman, colon, the Golden Circle. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. I guess you're going to get that real Colin oh, first. That's, that's when you've got that premium health insurance. <laughs> going to get real Iggy in there. Oh, that was great. That was worth it. We're going to find everything. that Channing Tatum real good. <laughs> Number four. It's My Little Pony, colon, the movie, just not the same. Yeah. Uh, and the top three films this week were at number three, It is still there. Number two is The Mountain Between Us. And at number one, Blade Runner 2049. Uh, first week, only made 32, nearly $33 million. Uh, so still a decent amount, but not what they, not what they were hoping for. Uh, but the number one movie. <laughs> Guys, thank you very much for trying out this new format with me. I appreciate it. Hopefully people haven't been too irked by it. I am very irked. So I'm going to write a letter to my congressman. Too irked right If you now. were irked by it, then yeah, go to wearegeeks.com and you can also send us an email through there, uh, which I will get personally. And I might reply to you, depending on how my day is going. I, I won't. Uh, if you want to... I don't have Justin, it. will you... Re- you can reply. You can. I'll give you the login details that you can reply. We get uh, uh, emails no. from, our, from our new friend, Peanut, sometimes. He's a Peanut! Nice boy. Peanut's, hey, Peanut. Peanut's awesome. Um... If, what am I talking about? Yes. If you want to follow me, then just go Mr. Al White on all the social medias and also on Xbox. Um, I'm, ex- I'm fucking waiting, Justin, for this Friday the 13th DLC, which everyone else has got and Xbox hasn't got yet because they had problems with the update. Great. I played yet day before yesterday. I almost texted you, Justin, to see if you wanted to play, but I was like, oh, I just want to wait for this other game to download. So I played. It was the fastest I've ever died in that game it was <laughs> this guy the J- jason that was picked was the fire like the hell jason oh, that shit. guy had his shit together like i was scared from the very beginning and i was like okay i'm gonna go so i like go in the first cabin this other bitch brings him right into me and i was trying to set a trap and he got through the door in one swipe and just mutilated my ass oh, i was like damn that it was l- less than three minutes and that i was dead <laughs> 
And I was yeah. like, that that was great. Da-da. Yeah. Wow. I want to play more. I just promised myself scary. I'm going to go back in heavy as soon as all this DLC is out. Because they've, they've shown all those. I, I sent you a tweet yesterday with it, Justin, but like the pictures of Tommy Jarvis's house and all oh, this man. stuff that's about to go live. As soon as all that's up, I want to go back in with like a, a vengeance. I yes. know, but I'm just trying to build up my person so that I'll be worthy yeah. of DLC. Need some nice, We're not worthy. Need some nice I'm not worthy of this. Uh, Justin, how can people follow you? I T S R A D L E Y. It's Radley. Sells. Sells. Katie Watson. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Watson Dearest. All right, guys, thank you very much for, for chatting with Sydney me on this futuristic medium. Um, and thank you very much if you've been listening. We'll be back next Tuesday, but we'll also be back on Friday with the Horror Retrospective channel, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 6, um, which is t- actually the remake, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Which is the uh, sexy one. Uh, actually, is it? No, 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 it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning. That's what it is. That's what we're up to. Um, hope you have a nice week. Until then, we're out. Geeks! Geeks! <laughs> there it is. Uh, 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 uh,